game. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Wanna suplex cats, give them belly to bats. Rock bottom, tombstone, and a sunset flip. So I need you to teach me that. No way. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Hear the crowd go wild when I win the strap. Boom, soft, sharpshooter, and a F5-2. So I need you to teach me that. So we are back after a week. And after a week, I had decided to begin our uh, pre-recording setup by chastising Donald over here for not watching Dexter. Because apparently what we do is we watch two seasons of a show and then watch the fucking series finale. And we judge the rest of the show off of that. Because that's what a sane person does. It is what a sane person um, does. But I had a thought earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say if a WWE superstar like just quit and like had the rights to their character that they used or a character that they really liked and went to the indies. But the only thing that they didn't get the rights to was the music. So they got to keep the character. They got to keep the name. The only thing they didn't get to keep was the music. Mm-hmm. Who would you choose? And what song would you use? Um, let's see. Oh, you know what I would do? So I would use Zack Ryder. Okay. And then I'd have him use a redesign, rebuild, and reclaim by Downskit. <laughs> okay, interesting. Mm, okay, I can see that, I guess. Uh, my choice was The Fiend. Keep Bray Wyatt The Fiend. You know, you have him do the whole Fiend gimmick and stuff like that, but you take away that uh that song by uh what was it uh, orange coat or whatever Hold and on, you replace yeah. it with it yeah and you replace it with this hold on let's start replace it with this god no please no that sounds like the thing of children's nightmares exactly if you know if you watch dexter and if you watch a good amount of it i'm like this been the whole over here that song is the trademark song of the trinity killer in season four of dexter which is literally not only the best season of dexter of that whole entire series but the best like season of television in general if you watch that, if you were cultured enough, Donald, to get to season four of Dexter, you would see where I was coming from and you would be able to recognize this and also be on board with this in an emotional sense as well as like just any other theoretical sense because that would be great. That's just so unnerving. I don't want to see you coming from anywhere. Okay, so we're just not going to talk about New York? Is that what we're just going to do? We're just not going to talk about... Okay, fine, whatever. Welcome to the Natural Disasters of Wrestling Podcast. I am Matt. I'm Don. Um, we oh, apologize boy. for missing uh, last week. Uh, life happens. Um, schedules kind of got screwed and not in a fun way. Um, and uh, somebody here celebrated a birthday. I did. 36 yeah. years on this earth. And two years sober. Um, congratulations on living till 36, and uh, you're a fucking quitter for two years. And that's about apropos for the, the 36 years. No, I'm kidding. No, congratulations on two years sober. 
Um, fun fact, uh, Donald here shares a sober birthday with uh, Soraya Knight, Paige. Yeah. Um, we both actually... It was, it, so, October 19th, 19... Or sorry, wow. October 19th, well, 2018 is our sober birthday. Yes, and uh, it was it was really cool because... Um, uh, Paige posted a side by side of like a picture back from 2018, or like a little bit younger, probably when she wasn't you know drinking, and a current page now. And she did like you know like a more of a profile for the for the now picture. And I was gonna tell Donald. To... Oh, you froze. Um, you froze up there. Fuck. Oh, did you hear me? Did you hear that? No. Did you hear my joke? I did not hear your joke. Okay. You didn't. No. Oh, I, did not. I said that if uh, that page had. Am I frozen again? No, you're good. You're good right now. Okay, now I'm good. Okay. No, I was saying. Page had posted a side by side of an old picture and a more recent picture. And in the more recent picture, it was a pro. You had done that. Um, you would show both of both, you know, both of you look younger, more, uh, you know, revitalized, and both of you boobs got bigger. Yeah, this is true. This is very true. You know, we have a lot more in common than Paige and uh, either of us would have thought, and probably her. Actually, if she had seen a picture of both of you side by side, both, uh, uh, you know, not sober and sober, she'd probably start drinking again. Um, <laughs> but it's here all week. Uh, I, I, uh, I mean, kind of. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. So sobriety is pretty awesome. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I remember, so, you know, my, my best friend, Matt. So mm-hmm. I have two major Matts in my life. That's, or three, really. So that's, I have three major Matts in my life. That's you. That's mm-hmm. you, my cousin, mm-hmm. my best friend. And of course, Matt Cardona. I was about to say, Jesus Christ. And how does Mike Cardona play into this? <laughs> oh, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's just one of my three major mats. You're just like I like. You're just like I like. I like his toys. I like watching toys with him. Yes, I do. I do. I really do. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, no congrats. That's awesome. Keep it up, please, because yeah. you know. And uh, uh, I think we we have talked about you know just a little bit of uh, of times when you weren't sober, and it wasn't necessarily the greatest. Um, no, you've and, seen me. You've seen me on the bench. Oh, I have some stories, but not for here. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, sobriety is working for you, and it's made you really healthy, and it put you in a little bit of a better place in your life, so I am proud so, of you for that, and I'm glad that you're still here. This actually uh, reminds me of something, because something popped up in my Snapchat feed from hmm. 2017. Oh, Do you remember what happened in 2017? I try not to, but please tell me. We went to New York. Oh, God. That's all you have to say. Do I have any memories? I don't. Go on. This is. <laughs> oh, you're going to love me for this. Can you hear this? For posterior reasons, but also because this is awesome. Hey, what's up, future Donald? Hey, fucking Silver Donald's gonna watch, gonna watch this at fucking, I don't know, fucking two in the afternoon, maybe? Like, no, not drunk Donald, Silver Donald. Silver Donald and the Donald that is 
23-year-old, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, fucking Junior, eh? Yeah. Mm, mm. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, you're going to love me for this. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't remember that at all. Since I'm going back to my... Okay, so I'm going back to my story. So mm-hmm. yesterday, two years... Three years ago, we went to the little fucking Nintendo store. Today, three years ago, we went to Jay and Silent Bob's. Yep. And then we went to that little beach in Jersey. Wow. Holy yeah. Shit. That it um, is cra- so. What's crazy is this past weekend, me and my girlfriend were watching. Uh, we were watching Jay and Silent Bob movies, mm-hmm. and so we got to we got to uh, chasing Amy. Mm-hmm. I was like, I took a picture from that place. I'm like, almost like three years to the day. Nice. Did you cry? A little bit. A little bit. What I love about the story of Chasing Amy is that Kevin Smith apparently showed his parents that picture. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, his parents that movie. And mm-hmm. he left. And then when he came back at the end of the movie, his dad was asleep. And his mom was crying. And he's just like, Mom, what's wrong? And his mom goes, I, I was it? I, I relate to that movie more in more ways than you'll ever understand. And he was like, What the fuck does that mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what Chasing Amy is about, it's about um, uh, a man who ends up falling in love with a lesbian. And um, and it's it's a good movie, but it's super unrealistic because Ben Affleck can never turn a lesbian. Um, <laughs> But yeah. it's it's a really it's <laughs> it's not my joke, unfortunately. Uh, but it's a really good movie, though. Um, but yeah, cool. I'm glad you had a really good weekend. I'm glad you had a had a good sober weekend. I did. Uh, but anyways, this is a wrestling podcast. I mean, fuck it. I mean, we're that's not like we have an actual fucking uh, shit to do. Like, yeah, we, we it's not like we have like an actual schedule or shit like that because we took a week off. It's true. Uh, but um, let's go into some wrestling news. Um, let's go ahead with some uh, some NXT, just a little bit. We're not going to go over the shows uh, from last week because that's too long ago. We're going to try to record at the end of the week, um, talk about uh, the more recent uh, AEW and NXT. But we're going to go over just a little bit of NXT news. Uh, Finn Balor is just straight up broken. Yeah. That Did you see that picture? Pretty good. Uh, yeah, I've seen that picture. It looks fucking horrible. So it seems like they they haven't necessarily ruled out on uh, stripping him of the title because he's been he he would be the third uh, NXT champion to be stripped out of the title in six months, mm. and it's not really a, it's not really a good look for the brand. Um, at what point do we feel that the NXT title is now haunted, just like the Universal title was haunted? It's it is more haunted than the Universal title or like cursed, that, I, I guess. Yeah, that, that title has injured so many fucking people. And, you know, it, it it sucks. And especially right now, amid, like, you know, COVID, the COVID era of wrestling, um, because, you know, Karrion Cross was a really big, uh, was a really big star. And he was kind of getting up there even with no fans. But, I mean, he always had a following anyways. So, and then he relinquishes it. And then, you know, fucking uh, Keith Lee relinquishes, or no, wait, no, he lost it, right? Or did he give it up? Uh, he gave it up. Yeah, he gave it up, but not for injury reasons, right? No, I don't believe so. No, he gave, he just straight up gave it up. Yeah. And then you have um, 
you have Finn now, you know, breaking his jaw. And what was actually a really good match. We talked about him and Strong. Yeah. And that was a really good match. But just, you know, shit happens, unfortunately. And it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to think about. Or it's weird to to see all this stuff happen. But hopefully he gets better. And, I mean, hopefully he gets, you know, he takes it a little bit easy. But what do you think? Do you think they should just take it off him? Or... Um... It's they're probably gonna have to. I mean, there's no way around it. Who do you think they they put the title on? At like, this who, point, some viable people. Because like at it, one, like obviously, I think at the beginning of the year, Velveteen would probably would have been uh, the top candidate. But now with everything going on with him, mm-hmm. or that's not going on with him, rather, just he has that that stink on him now. That's probably never gonna be a thing. Champa or uh, Champa Gargano or Cole. I mean, I hate to say those three, but they're the they're the top three that are you know least to get injured while carrying that title. That well, to be fair, Champa. Well, I was about to say to be fair, Champa got injured. Yeah. Um, Cole or Gargano, I guess. Um, I would say. Say well, Walter's back in the UK. Because yeah. I would say Walter. Um, it'd be interesting to see Kushida have a really uh, have a rocket strapped to his back. I would love to see Dexter Loomis as as a champion, just because oh. he's so fucking like I love his I love his, his character, character work. His character so. work is great right now. His in ring stuff is really really good, and you know he has the body and the the look of a champion that you would want. So I, I like that, actually. It's interesting. Um, Raw Underground is apparently done for now. Yeah. It's, it's gone. Uh, apparently, so the Wrestling Observer says that Raw Underground is considered done for now, even though most, if not all, of the talent who were affected are back. The format didn't fit with the recent draft episode. There are also still concerns about the competitors and extras potentially spreading the virus to the Raw crew, so they are trying to keep all three brands separated as much as possible, which is good for a plethora of reasons. Obviously, the top one being COVID reasons. Uh, the second one was because it sucks. Yeah. It just... um, this, is liter- this is literally the Brawl for All, but yeah. scripted. Yeah. Um, if you were to bring it back, what would you, what would you change? I'd bring back the Sexy Dancers. Really? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Um, I mean, if you're going to throw shit at the wall, might as well give it the full shit. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I mean, I would, I would make it legit shoot fighting if we're going to go that route. But you can't have your competitors being one or the other. Or you can't have like competitors you're gonna you're gonna push on like your your wrestling show like on a Raw or a SmackDown, and then have them you know be bitched out in in an MMA shoot fight because then you're gonna have like you know you're gonna have Bart Gun like a Bart somebody like a Bart Gun winning you know in the underground, but then when they're on the main roster they're a joke or they're nothing. It's just like, how does that make sense? You know? And then also, even if they do continue underground, that's just another title to add to the fucking shit, you know? Yeah. 
So I think that's done. Um, some uh, New Japan news. Um, G1 finished. Oh, really? It hit the climax? Yes, uh, the G1 climaxed all over Japan. And any and everybody that's you know that's foreign to Japan because they you know there are no foreigners allowed right now, and with good reason because we're all dirty. Gaijin are not allowed right now. Um, it came down to uh, B Block uh, Sonata being the B Block champion, and Kudabushi being the A Block champion, and so and... they met at the finals, and uh, it turned out to be actually a really good match. But for the second time in a row, Kudabushi is going to Wrestle Kingdom uh, with his briefcase and all. Um, so Koda hit the climax. Koda hit the climax. Um, you know what's with, funny is that the, the, main Omega. Concern, the main concern about Sonata, or no, uh, well, even Sonata and Ibushi, but just Ibushi in general um, with Naito, because Naito is going to be facing uh, Koda Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom, is that um, nobody's gonna. Somebody's gonna come out with a broken neck. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because apparently they love just they they just have a death wish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Both men are gonna be paralyzed by the end of that match. Uh, I'm really surprised if anybody's able to walk correctly out of that match. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, I'm, and we don't say this to be mean. We're just saying this based, just off empirical evidence of their past work. Like these dudes take some really fucked up bumps and especially concerning their neck area and so you know we have every reason to be concerned um and if you watch any of new japan or if you're a new fan of new japan like you know you'll see that soon enough um but what do you think Uh, how how do you feel about naito versus um abushi headlining wrestle kingdom next year i'm okay with it i just think that you know they need to they need to be protected in this match like to the extreme because both men are notorious for uh, both men are just going to be fucking, it's going to be a spot fest between the two of them. It is. It really is. And, um, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully they both come out of it okay, but it's going to be really entertaining. Also, Wrestle Kingdom, another two night event, 2021. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. And um, we're probably never going to see that from WrestleMania ever again. Um, which, honestly, I, w- I wouldn't mind it. I would not mind it. I would not mind two nights at WrestleMania, but I like two nights at Wrestle Kingdom too. I just wish that they bring back the the New Japan Rumble. That's going to be my wish. I love seeing Cheeseburger in the New Japan Rumble, and I just really want him to get his win finally. Cheeseburger needs it. Um, how do we feel about the... Speaking of our opening intro, how do you feel about the whole Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss of it all? Uh, I'm I'm so reserved on it. I mean, I liked the so I watched Raw. I liked the little Firefly Funhouse bit that they did together. Mm-hmm. Them them both hitting Sister Abigail's was really really dope. Yeah. Um, I'm just waiting to see. I like um, I like Alexa Bliss as his mouthpiece. Yeah, I think it's it's something that it it adds a mystique to it, and it adds like, um, it it plays to Alexa Bliss's strengths, 
because mm-hmm. she really seems she she seems to be having fun with this character and she seems to really be into this work that she's doing because like uh, you know she this, she she hasn't necessarily been doing anything new up to this point and seeing this really breaks away from you know the what we regularly see in the women's division and i just really want at some point nikki cross to be her savior like if we're going to continue nikki cross and alexa bliss being a thing i want to see nikki cross be her savior somehow uh because that i i like the pairing of cross and um and bliss um we have some sad news coming out of triple a and cmml uh luchador principe ero uh died uh this past weekend the age of 20 and i mean he's been wrestling for 10 years which kudos to him uh, if, and if you don't know what we're talking about, um, he was performing at a Mexa wrestling event at the Arena San Juan in the state of, and I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it, but in the state of Mexico. And during a, during his match, he took a couple chops to the chest and then a kick, and then he just collapsed. And yeah. like it wasn't like a normal stage collapse, like he legit just collapsed. And um, there's a video of it on Twitter. Uh, you know, obviously trigger warning. We don't recommend watching it if you don't want to see what uh, you know this what happened to him. But uh, his opponent and the ref ended up checking on him, and apparently he suffered a stroke in the middle of the ring, and uh, they didn't get to him in time. And there's, and you know I saw the clip because um, you know I just, I just happened to come across it when I was looking for news. And uh, you know, I guess he was in a tag match of some sort or multi man yeah. match because one of one of the opponents goes after one of the guys that's checking on him, thinking that it's part of the match or maybe somebody botched. But like you know, once you know that he's the other guy just no sell that drop kick, like you could tell something was wrong. Um, he worked primarily in the indie scene of around Mexico City, um, and we we send our uh, thoughts out to his friends and family um, because you know this is something you don't. This is something you never think what, ha- what you thought would happen, especially to somebody so young. Yeah. Uh, so, so our thoughts and prayers uh, are with him. Yeah, thoughts and prayers are with him. Um, GoFundMe is our – there's, a, I think, a GoFundMe already up on there. Um, your usual suspects have donated money to it, Khan, Jericho, um, so forth. But, yeah, my, my you know, thoughts and prayers to the family. Our, our wrestling truly is a family because even if you aren't necessarily uh, familiar with every single wrestler, they still are part of your world because they add to the craft that you you know that you work with, and mm-hmm. you know everybody um, everybody adds to it because they're always in, they're doing the one thing everybody's you know out there to do, and that's entertain us and entertain the non wrestlers and stuff like that. So and you, um, we, if you we, there's been tributes all over Twitter, Instagram. Um, you had Santos Escobar from NXT, you know, post change his profile picture and post, you know, a tribute piece to him. Um, and then you have Finn Balor post a tribute piece to him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, uh, we have our first, uh, the first round of the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament. Um, yeah. One, it's a. Uh, it's a one match elimination. So once you're out of the match, you're out of. The, once you lose your match, you're out of the tournament. Uh, we're going to look at the bracket right now a little bit. Right now we have uh, Penta Al Cero versus Ray Phoenix. So we have Lucha Brother versus Lucha Brother. Yeah, It'll be very interesting. Uh, Colt Cabana versus Hangman Page. Yeah. Uh, we have Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela. Who yep. and this this is a rematch of sorts from Fighter Fest. 
And we have Wardlow versus Jungle Boy. So let's go down a little bit. Uh, let's go down this a little bit right now. Uh, Penta versus Ray. I'm going to call Penta over Ray. Um, I'm going to go, go Ray that's, over Penta. That's, that's going to be a crazy match. That's all I know. Yeah, we've always we've. I mean, I'm sure they've gone against each other plenty of times, but like we've. I mean, as long as I've been watching them, I've never seen them go one on one. Yeah, this is gonna be. That's gotta be their opening match, like to get asses and seats. Uh, then we have Colt Cabana versus uh, Hangman Adam Page. It's gonna be Page. It's gonna be Page. Of course, you're gonna probably see some um, some shenanigans from the Dark Order. Uh, but uh, it's going to be Paige. Uh, we got uh, Kenny versus uh, Janela. And like I said, this is kind of a, kind of a rematch from, from Fighter Fest. Uh, of course, Omega. So it's going to be Omega. Um, it's going to be Omega. If It's going to be Omega. And then the next match is... Uh, uh, who is it again? Warlow and Jungle Boy. Warlow and Jungle Boy. I want to say it's going to be Warlow. I have a feeling it's going to be Jungle Boy. I don't know, I say this because I feel like MJF is going to be a prick and is going to be jealous and screw over Wardlow. Is that deception between the two of them? See, so the way I see this playing out is I I feel that we're going to, as much as I'm going for Ray, I have a feeling we're going to see uh, Penta versus Kenny, which is going to be a rematch from All In. Uh, we're going to uh, see Hangman. So they're in opposite brackets of each other. So whoever wins between, oh, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. So our the way it's gonna go is it's probably gonna be Penta versus Page. Or Penta or Penta versus Page. Then it's gonna be Warlow or Jungle Boy versus Omega. And then we're still gonna get to Page and Omega. Yeah, we're still gonna get to Page and Omega. <laughs> like, yeah, that, already, that. We, we know who is gonna be last too. Yeah, and you know, like even though we know that, I mean, they could go a different way. They could go a completely different yeah. way for whatever reason. They, you know, we're probably, but regardless, we're still gonna get to Omega and Page somehow. Um, it could surprise us, but it, it's gonna be. Or Omega I mean, I mean, okay, we're either gonna get Omega Page or we're gonna get Omega Penta. Yeah. So we're either gonna see the squash between uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, or we're gonna see an all-in rematch. Yeah. Between Penta. Either way, either way, you you can't go wrong. Yeah, it's gonna be excellent. Um, what else do we got? Uh, and of course, obviously, you can. They're still uh, letting fans into Daly's place if you're uh, if you want to look for um, if you want to look for your season tickets to AEW. Mm -hmm. um, if you're brave enough, I don't think I'd I'd go if I was there. Would you? Would you? Would you? Would you go to AEW right now? I mean, yeah, it's distanced off like they have social distancing in place i think it's fine um obviously so we're gonna talk a little bit about the draft but not too much um new day is uh separated but not first hold on let's take a couple steps back um and wish chris statlander a speedy recovery looks like she's gonna be out until june 2021 fucking hell does she have surgery again yeah yeah, she she made an appearance on BTE this past week, um, and you know I think people it was leading speculation that she might be back. But wow, when, where did you see this? I uh, just read it right now off of Russell Talk. So it's uh, Russell Talk via Wrestling Inc. 
uh, poor Chris, but we wish her a speedy recovery. That sucks. She was, uh, I, you know, honestly, even before the pandemic, uh, I, I really enjoyed her work. I think it, it was yeah. getting there. So, uh, but, but yeah, the, uh, uh, new day. Yeah. Good boy, so, Big E. Big E is on his own on SmackDown and we have, uh, Austin, uh, sorry, uh, Xavier Woods and, uh, Kofi Kingston on Raw as your Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, they are separated, but they're not technically broken up as a team. Um, but this is so. This is interesting. This is this is really interesting because this isn't something we've necessarily seen before. Because whenever a team gets broken up in the draft, like you know, so that's it. The team is dissolved. But you know, you still have Big E part of the New Day still. And you know, congrats to them too because they were a team for six years. Six years where they didn't turn on each other. You know, six years of a consistent team with no additions or subtractions in the lineup. And they've and never – and they didn't turn heel on one another to end a faction. They never turned heel. Uh, if anything, they grew – all of them grew a lot more. Uh, they've, mm-hmm. they've been multi-time uh, – sorry, uh, tag team champions. Obviously, Kofi uh, won the WWE championship, um, you know, with the aid of his – of his partners so it's really interesting to see um you know them being broken up and of course he leaves me in the middle of the thought when i don't even have the full finish of a thought because that's what we do that's what this podcast does we're professionals we're fucking professionals we're professionals with a fucking professional podcast um <laughs> todd i love you um so I think that's interesting. I don't know. Um, it's going to be uh, interesting to see what they try to do with Big E's character. There are reports that they want to turn him a little bit more serious. Um, and, you know, Big E has made the uh, the argument as to, you know, there's no need to turn Big e, you know, his character into a more serious character. Because why? Like, just because you're, you turn into a one-on-one a singles competitor that you have to be serious at all times like that doesn't really make sense or it doesn't need to be that like there's so many things you there's so many like possibilities you can do with a character that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to make him serious um, but i mean you know his outfit's probably going to change his music's probably going to change because i don't see him uh changing from the new day theme anytime soon i don't think so either but the direction that i mean Where's my ice cream, bitch? It's not ice cream, it's pineapple. Where's what? Never mind. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, We're officially getting more Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, season three. It's all going to be on Marty Jannetty. See... <laughs> Episodes one through fourteen is the is the fall and fall of Marty Janetti. <laughs> you can't you can't have a rise when there was never one to begin with. Um, this came via the wrap. Dark Side of the Ring is a knockout show for Vice TV. The tag team executive producers of Evan uh, Husney and Jason Eisner are true heavyweight champions of the world of TV. We're excited to pin down a third season of this incredible series, says Morgan Herdzan, executive president and general manager of, C- of Vice Television. Um, so the second season was a 10-episode season, but now it seems as the season three is going to be uh, 14, se- 14 episodes. Um, 
obviously there's no particulars yet because nothing has really been um has been filmed yet a lot of uh a lot of studios and stuff are barely filming now as is a lot because i know a lot of there's some uh, studios that barely went into production you know at the beginning of october or end of september uh, but from what we know uh, apparently eric bischoff has said that he's been interviewed about brian pillman and Ooh. 1995's wcw new japan collision in korea that happened in Pyongyang, North Korea. Uh, PW Insider says that the family of Grizzly Smith, who was the father of Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, Rock and Robin, and Sam Houston will also be the focus of one episode. All right. So that's gonna. Be, I would actually be interested to see a Jake the Snake Roberts show or uh, episode. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, to be fair, there there has been one, and it was called uh, Beyond the Mat, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it'd be good to see, like you know, the the you know the positive that's come of it. Um, you know, so that'd be neat. Like that was Jake on his downfall. Yeah, that was that was the worst of uh, that was the worst of Jake Roberts, unfortunately. But he's doing better. He's he doing a lot better right now. Um. So apparently, WWE or NXT knows that uh, people want to see Velveteen uh, Dream get beat up. I mean, yeah. It's, this is it's, literally the title of a, of an article. I think NXT knows we want to see Velveteen Dream get beat up. <laughs> Props to Sean Reuter because he's right. Uh, NXT, uh, Champa, Kushida, and Velveteen Dream are set to collide on NXT television tomorrow night in a triple threat match. Um, yeah, Kushida getting a getting a nice push is going to be is going to be good to uh, good to see. Uh, he's always been talented. Yeah. He's always been talented, and you know they pay. You know they they built it up. They built him coming into NXT up so much, and didn't really do much for him. And obviously, you know the whole COVID thing happened, so they couldn't really do much of that because of that. So we'll see what happens with this. But again, I want to see. I want to see Kushida with some gold. Me too. Um, coming from cage side seats, WWE venues being investigated over COVID nineteen concerns. Yeah. So Florida. So Florida in particular has long been a hotspot. Now with 84 deaths and some 3,600 new cases reported, the Orange County Department of Health has asked the strike team to investigate businesses in town that could be spreading COVID-19, according to WFTV. There are 17 in total, and three of them are related to WWE, WWE Full Sail, WWE Performance Center, and Amway Center. So uh, WWE actually issued out a statement just a little while ago. Uh, WWE is not open to the public, but rather operating on a closed set with only essential personnel in attendance. As part of ongoing weekly testing protocols, Adventist Labs has administered more than 10,000 PCR tests to WWE performers, employees, production staff, and crew, resulting in only 1.5% positive cases as compared to the current uh, national average of more than 5%. Additionally, extensive contract tracing takes place and impacted individuals are placed in the 14-day quarantine and then only cleared after they test negative. And that's all we know. That's all we know by now. Um, it's going to be interesting. Like, it's going to be interesting. So the full list, like the full list of places being investigated are Jesus Goal, Judah Church, Amazon Distribution Centers in Boga Creek, the WWE Anway Center, Plaza on University Apartments, Crutch Fitness, 
another Crutch Fitness, Starbound Performers, full, WWE Full Sail, and WWE Performance Center. So basically, any so it sounds like a lot of active areas. Yeah. Uh, well, when when I say active, I mean where people are, where a lot of people are going to be, and especially when they're going to be physical. Um, but so far, not a lot of strip clubs uh, are yeah. hubs. So I mean, that's that's good to know. Um, did you see that apparently um, WWE is going to uh, be? At, oh God, God, finish your statement. Did you see that? Did you see that WWE is going to be at Amway for the rest of the year? Yep. 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 So I think I think we had talked about this that they wanted to try to um, try to tour mm-hmm. or at least move around throughout the end of the year at the end of their uh, their Amway contract. And of course, and rightfully, a lot of people got fucking pissed. Yeah. Well, according to so according to Russell votes, like they're still trying to they're still trying to get the like they're still trying to get it to where they can travel by next year sometime. But yeah. in terms of house shows, there won't be any house shows until at least 2022. Of course. That makes the most sense. So. Um, did we talk but, about one Joseph Ryan suing Impact? Not yet, but when we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, speaking of other weird, creepy shit the WWE does, uh, they announced another round of virtual meet and greets. All for $75. Yep. So for the low, low Wait, price. Wait, am I right? Um, actually, I think you're wrong. I think it's more. I think it's like 150 Oh, God. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, they don't list a price, but I can tell you right now because there's a link to it. Uh, tickets are not on sale yet. But I remember last time it was like a... 150 and it was for a two-minute private one-on-one video oh yeah that's right and one of the people that they were chatting was braun Strowman. yeah so yeah, this time this time around it's aj styles rhea ripley kevin owens kofi kingston and johnny organo i think kofi is worth 150 dollars i think I think to call I think to tell AJ Styles that the world is round for hundred and fifty dollars is worth it. I think uh, I think arguing with AJ Styles said not that the world is round, but the world is a square is worth hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Mr. Styles, I just want to tell you that I think your uh, your your world is flat theory is wrong. Everybody knows that it's a fucking trapezoid, you fucking idiot. Um <laughs> Oh, uh, that's good. Uh, honestly, I think I'd rather pay the like the was it the eighty or the hundred dollars for Kylie Ray's uh, Patreon? Yeah. And do like a meet and greet. I think that's that's worth more of my money. That and most, and you're and you're and you're supporting uh, an indie wrestler, bro. Uh, did you see it? I posted on um, I posted on my Instagram yesterday. Or uh, DDP had like a gif of Kylie Ray versus I forgot who she was, yeah, but you Kylie said Ray took to a. Me. Kylie Ray took a good looking ripcord diamond cutter. Oh my god, I was so yeah. in love. She didn't take, she didn't give it. She received it, and yeah. I was just like, nice. I was nice. I forgot the other girl's name, but I was just like, nice. You sent it to me, but uh, yeah, uh, Joseph Joseph P. Ryan. The P is for oh, never mind. We're gonna get to <laughs> um, yeah. So apparently, he did you know that he took down that video that he made. 
that fucking yeah. hour-long video. Yeah, he took yeah. down that fucking hour-long video for whatever reason. Uh, maybe because people are giving him too much shit, or maybe because his lawyers probably told him to take it down. But he did that. Um, and then on... He filed a suit against Impact in Nashville on September 24th. And it doesn't really focus on the accusations that are made against him, but it's more that um, he alleges that Anthem failed to perform as guaranteed in the express language of the contract by failing to follow and abide by the terms prescribed in Article 8, Term and Termination. Uh, and I'm not going to go over the whole article because it's kind of long. Uh, or, or when I say article, I mean the article in the uh, in his contract. I'll just break it down a little bit. Uh, if wrestler commits any act with promoter believes uh, is reasonable business judgment and it's reasonable business judgment would damage wrestler or promoter's reputation and or that of its affiliates, license or, or assigns or otherwise damages the value or integrity of the programs, the works or the merchandise of which could subject wrestler to criminal prostitu- uh, prosecution, not prostitution, prosecution. Um, it basically says that like, if he does something that the company feel is going to fuck up his image, therefore fucking up their image, that they're going to um, discipline him first. Um, whether it be a fine or whether it be, you know, some some other way of showing discipline, they do that first before firing him. And they didn't do that. They just straight up fired him. And his contract ran from uh, well, it went up to August of 2021. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. supposed to run through until August of 2021, and they obviously released him in June on June 22nd, 2020. And so right now, he's asking the court to award him $10 million of breach of contract in addition to legal fees and other quote-unquote relief. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of people were worried or, you know, interested because he filed this he filed this in Nashville, but obviously, um, Anthem is in Canada. Canada, yeah. Yeah, the parent company is in Canada. Yeah. Um. So, like, what happens with this? Uh, there's a guess that his contract was signed in Tennessee, maybe. It could be. Um, I mean, they have a. So I think they have the office in Tennessee still, or in Nashville still. Yeah, um, it says the suit filed in Nashville asked and answered in the article. Some of those allegations against him could have been criminal, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's language in the contract where it really other. Uh, but that's the whole thing is that oh, the court is well because the court the court will only hold it up if it's in his juris in their jurisdiction. Yeah. So maybe it was signed in Tennessee, um, because if it's in Canada, there's nothing really we can do about it. And plus, Tennessee is a right to hire state. Yeah. But it's kind of it's kind of tricky. Uh, I don't think he's gonna get anything personal. Um, no, I think no, he's I gonna just, get beat up somewhere. Yeah, he's gonna. I mean, I think the only thing I think he's gonna get is uh, is a kick in the dick from somebody eventually. Cause, yeah, fuck it. Uh, moving on from uh, Creepy Prayer, we'll move on to somebody that you cannot look at because he's invisible. Uh, some old but new news. Uh, John Cena got married. Yeah! And, Congratulations, John Cena. And you can still feel the white-hot rage from Nikki Bella. Yeah, of course. Um, 
John Cena and girlfriend Shay. Fuck me. Shay Sar. Sar. I'm so sorry. I apologize for this. I don't know how to pronounce that. It's okay. Neither do I. Sorry. Sadzia? We'll edit it so it sounds right. We're not going to edit shit. You know that. I'm going to sound like an asshole. Uh, they secretly tied the knot on Monday, October 12th. Wait, wait, wait. Um, as opposed to actually being an asshole? Yeah, I'm not that much of an asshole. I at least try, but I didn't know he was dating somebody in the first place. Neither did I, honestly. But apparently they've been dating for about a year. Um, and I didn't know that he was married before either. Neither did I. That's fucking news. So he had proposed to Nikki, obviously, at WrestleMania, and then they broke up maybe like a few months afterwards. Um, but apparently it's the second marriage for uh, John Cena, and it's the first for his 31-year-old Canadian bride. She's Canadian. She hails from Vancouver. Vancouver. I was supposed to say Vancouver. Vancouver. Oh. Uh, and she was, she was a she tech. She does have a Vancouver. <laughs> We're back, ladies and gentlemen. And other non-binary beings. Uh, she is a tech exec, exec uh, that met Cena when they were filming in British Columbia for Playing with Fire. Um, yeah, I know there's a lot of people that are that actually feel sad for Nikki, uh, but I'm like, first off, she's she's isn't she married too? She's married already, and then she has a kid on the way. Yeah, and but so people were just like, well, if I was Nikki Bella, I'd be pissed at him right now. I was just like, bro, like. You know, Nikki Bella is all about the limelight for whatever reason. Like, she really offers nothing. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to forever talk shit about the Bellas because they offer absolutely nothing um, as far as entertainment and or wrestling value. Um, and second, like, she, you know, John Cena is a really private person. And there was literally a reality show with Nikki Bella and her sister, which included, mm-hmm. had to include both Cena and Brian. And it's it's amazing how well brian handles it yeah Um, but you know cena is not that person and i think that's you know obviously he gelled with uh with this woman more than he was with nikki so and who knows if they i mean who knows if he even wants kids who knows if this girl wants kids too so i mean maybe that's you know as long as he as long as they find somebody that works for them that's really all that matters but I mean, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry over Nikki Bella. I'm not gonna cry over John Cena for Nikki Bella. Fuck her. I think we got uh two names, two more, two more articles to talk about before we end this episode, because it's we're dragging on a bit, but it it has to do with uh, WWE and getting denied on shit. So, uh, ooh, yeah. WWE filed for some uh, trademarks, some names for the trademarks, and got denied. Uh, the names are Pete Dunn, Drew Gulak, Tony Nice, and Justice. And then they also got denied for Piper, Niven, Oliver Carter, uh, Mark, Andrews, and Dominic. They got denied for those? Yeah. Ooh. And uh, did, you, did you mention the main one? No. Who's the main one? Mia Yim. Mia Yim. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So they tried... They tried to trademark her name behind her back, but they denied it for they denied their trademark. And so Mia Yim now trademarked her own name because they wanted they wanted to own her name. Yeah. And also I think it was stupid to um 
to trademark just Dominic because there's so much weight and, you know, uh, uh, money in the Mysterio name. Yeah. Like, first, because then you're just going to drop it to Dominic, and then you're just going to drop it to Dom, and then he's going to be bald, and then he's going to be feuding with The Rock, and then he's going to be about Mi Familia or whatever. Like, oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of Cake Boss in that last part. But Family, whatever. I don't know. I've never watched any of those Fast and Furious movies. A little, 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 little too gay for me. A little too gay for the gay over here. So uh, Jake Hager has some kind words to say about Vince McMahon, too. And it's just basically saying, left my ass up. Guess about, guess, I guess lying about over $30 million in quarterly profits so you can fire over 300 people during a worldwide pandemic is a category of award. In regards to, uh, you know, this is in response to WWE winning the 2020 Corporation of the Year Award from PR News. Did they really? Yeah. What the fuck? So. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that um, when you vote next month, that uh, WWE is a Trump supporter overall. So just uh, just think about that while all this campaigning and politicking is happening. But your wrestling dollars that you buy when you buy a um, – a thirty dollar WWE T-shirt that's twenty five dollars too much. That that money is going to uh, to Trump. So yeah, just gonna just gonna throw that out there. Yep, yep, yep. And on that note, uh, where can he find you at today? Where can he find I you am, on your social medias? I am pending two fifty seven on Twitter, and of course you can find me on our podcast Twitter and Facebook TNDW Podcast. Yes, uh, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at TNDW Podcasts on Twitter as well as Facebook. <laughs> I keep thinking that it's pod, but it's actually podcast because I'm stupid. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Oh my you god. made another handle. I, I did. I really did. See, this is what happens when we take a week off. I just forget shit. But, um, you can also find me at E-L-D-O-N-B-R-U-J-O on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, OnlyFans. You name it. I'm on there. And um, just like Joy Ryan's life right now, would you call this a fucking show? It's a fucking disaster.